Undaunted Voices of Turkey Stories of Women Who Resist Today is July 15, 2019. Three years ago on this night, a coup attempt happened in Turkey. The attempt failed, but thousands of lives were altered forever. This special episode is about four women's memory of that night. They had a normal morning just as other days in their lives. But when they went to bed and woke up again, it was a different world. For safety concerns, all of the names in this episode are alias. Some of the voiceovers you will hear also have similar experiences and are the survivors of that night. July 16, 2016 was the turning point of my family's life. It was the beginning of the hard times. Zeynep considered she had an ordinary life. She and her husband married in 2013 and worked at a tutoring center. Every morning, Zeynep and her husband would have breakfast at the small balcony next to their kitchen, with their neighbor's house just a small yard away. In 2016, Zeynep was pregnant with twins. Sometimes they worried about job security, but nothing extraordinary happened. Until that day. That night, Zeynep and her husband saw the news of the coup attempt on television. A few hours later, the news started to claim his met people also known as the Guram movement, were the culprits behind it. The tutoring center Zeynep and her husband worked at happened to be associated with his movement. movement. We were shocked, and everyone was on their phone asking each other about what's going on. I'm pretty sure no one could sleep that night at all. They woke up to a very different day. When they were having breakfast in the small balcony, their neighbor across the small yard came to yell at them. How come you are still here? What a disgrace. You should have got out already. We don't want you here, traitors. My husband and I are not the kind of people that would offend anybody. And it's not our nature. We could defend ourselves as a human being. But we didn't know what to say. It was the start of insults coming from neighbors, even the start of friendship breakdowns. 
Three days later, Zainab gave birth to twins. But she and her husband couldn't even feel the excitement in the hospital. They were worried, scared, and alone. Zainab and her husband left the house. They packed few things with them when they left. That house was not safe for us anymore. Elif and her family lived very close to Kesikli Square. That night, they were at home, chatting with friends when they heard the coup attempt broke out. People walked towards the Baspers Bridge with clubs in their hands. They passed by our house. All the roads were closed. Some people with clubs and some people with guns passed by. Then we saw the fights and killings on TV. Elif and her family panicked. Horror and fear took the room. No one knew what was happening. The next day, with streets full of people, they couldn't go anywhere. A day after, when they were coming back from a friend's house, something Elif would never forget happened. We got off the car and started walking. Another car passed by. They were going to the celebrations at the Basbird Bridge. The guy in the car told me something but I didn't notice at the time. I was lost in thought. Then he got angry and come at me 
because I didn't respond to him. Elif started hearing news about her loved ones being tortured, one by one. People around her were all gone, but she could do nothing about it. In order to go out to streets, you must have a flag in your hand and join a celebrating group. Everywhere was just like that. And it all started with that day. Ili felt that was the day people lost their minds. Aisha's husband is a policeman. He never turns off his police radio, either at office or at home. That night, Aisha and her family were out for dessert when they heard strange announcements from her husband's radio. Several announcements came. At the last one, it requested all the policemen go back to their stations with their guns. My husband said, there are some complications, things we don't understand. I don't get it. It was said that it is requested that all the officers, whether on duty or on leave, come to their station with their equipment. There is a military uprising apart from chain of command. My husband panicked, took us home, got his gun and kissed the kids. Aisha's husband left without knowing what happened and didn't come back for three days and three nights. When he came back Monday morning, he was summoned back by a text saying, you need to come back to the office. When he went to his station, they told him that he was suspended. We wrote a petition of objection and asked why this has happened. They said there is nothing they can do. The order came from high authorities. You were highly frustrated. We never thought how hard it could be for a man, especially a policeman, to give up his gun and ID. The cruelty we have witnessed in the past two years was not seen any time in the history. 
They would not fit in any book or notebook. Zehra is 75 years old. She is a mother of seven, all of whom are either dismissed, detained, or imprisoned. She witnessed the former coups. Her elder brother was arrested during the 1981 and later released. People got arrested, but they all went back to their jobs eventually. Şimdi Fahan'ın çocuğundan, büyüğünden, öğrencisinden, öğretmeninden, doktorundan... Now it is completely different. They arrested kids, school teachers, doctors, professors, pregnant women. Police officers were waiting for pregnant women in hospital to arrest them. They took the women who just gave birth and put them in prison with little kids. Incredible. This is completely cruelty. The people who did this cannot be called human. I cannot name it. Thank you for listening to the Undaunted Voices of Turkey podcast series. This story was one of several oral histories we have collected. For next episodes, follow us from Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Undaunted Voices of Turkey.